there as in is next Sunday. So um, please grab one of those boxes. There's easy directions on what to put in each box. Uh, I did it last Sunday. I ran after the third service and came back for the congregational meeting, so it's really simple. Uh, so grab a box. Next slide. Here's the Operation Christmas Child. Every year our church does this, and we are actually one of the collection points. So you'll see a lot of boxes and a lot of volunteers collecting boxes, but we need people to fill those boxes up. So next week is also the collection time for that as well. So uh, please grab a couple of those if you can and, and bless a child uh, possibly somewhere in another nation that uh, might not ever get Christmas or that doesn't know Jesus Christ. Next slide. Okay, the 25th Project as well. This is where we help our homeless friends. And uh, they, they gave out propane tanks, I believe, last, last week uh, to the folks that live out uh, in the woods and tents and stuff like that. So there's a lot of opportunities every month, the 25th of every month. Uh, we have a cadre of folks that take part in the 25th Project to go out there and help our homeless. And usually at uh, Thanksgiving and Christmas, we also cook dinners and prepare dinners for them as well. So think about, if you're around, uh, how you can take part in that and, uh, and help support. Okay, um, we're going to go into our questions now. Next slide. Okay, two-minute drill. Everybody ready? Got your bagels all charged up. Symbology. What is this symbol called other than the division symbol? A, obelisk, vinculum, B, solidus, C, or uh, octothorpe, D. My daughter's a chemistry major. I'm not sure if this is chemistry or what this is, but it's... Uh, so... That's number one. I don't know the answer to that, obviously. Okay, S trivia question two. All right, this one has to do with aviation. I know we got a lot of aviators out there. Uh, on Friday, a Boeing 787 flight tested a 19-hour route that would be the longest to Sydney. B, Newark to Singapore. C, Auckland to Doha. D, Madrid to Auckland. Okay, you guys can uh, mull about your answers smartly. Uh, I, I would like to introduce our guest speaker today. It's Richard Dick, our one and only. Um, he's going to be talking about falling away. We have finished up the James study last week, if you recall, and Richard's going to be talking about uh, falling away, something that uh, probably happens to me, you know, once or twice a year, and I need to kind of recharge myself and figure out where I'm at and, and, and get back into the Word. So... Um, Without further ado, let's uh, say a quick prayer for Richard and, uh, and, and bless this time. Heavenly Father, we just pray that you would use Richard as your vessel to speak to us, Lord, and uh, touch our hearts with this message that you've given him. And I just uh, pray that you'd open everybody's hearts and minds to receive it and be blessed by it, uh, especially this time of year with, with Thanksgiving next week and Christmas coming up next month, that you would just uh, continue to dwell in this house and each of our homes individually. Help us as fathers. Help us as uh, husbands. And Lord, just uh, bless this time. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you very much. Well, here's where I was last week. I don't know about you. So, uh, yeah, I had the privilege of going to Nepal. Uh, we'll actually talk about that a little bit. <clears throat> we actually will talk about base camp in base camp. Uh, I did not go to base camp. I did not climb Everest. The line was too long. <laughs> and there actually was a line. So, um, 
Yeah, I got the opportunity to go to uh, Nepal with a friend of mine who has been ministering around the world for the last 25 years, training pastors who don't have the opportunity for much in-depth theological education. And this talk is really taken from a talk he gave to uh, Nepalese pastors. So, next slide, please. Okay. Uh, the picture on the right is easy. The picture on the left, not so much. Anybody know who that is? George Mallory. Okay. Uh, 29,029 feet, question mark. Okay. It may have shit in a 2015 earthquake. Some people say it's higher. Some people say it's lower. So, I don't know. Um, so George Mallory is credited with being with the guy who, credited with being the guy, he and uh, a guy named Irvine, who uh, sort of started the drive to climb Everest. He tried in 1920, he tried several times. The last time is in 1924. Um, it's not certain exactly what happened to him. Uh, he, his body was actually found in 1999, remarkably well preserved, but uh, he had fallen a couple thousand feet, uh, whether he had reached the top and come back down or not reached the top or whatever, nobody knows. So, um, but he fell away. See, get it, fall away, that's to set us, set us up for the discussion. Thank you, thank you very much. It's always good when you get a groan early in the morning. So, next slide please. Now, here's the more serious part. There are a lot of warnings in Scripture about falling away. It's not talking, or I'm not talking, certainly, about the issue of losing salvation. To me, the Scriptures are pretty clear that that's a work accomplished by God and beyond our ability to tamper with. But it is talking about, it is talking about deserting Christ. In uh, 1 Timothy 4, 1, 2, the Spirit expressly says that in later times, some will depart, meaning to desert, from the faith by giving heed to deceitful spirits and doctrines of demons through the pretensions of liars whose consciences are seared. Well, that doesn't have anything to do with me. Okay? In Matthew 24, Christ warns us, and because wickedness in, is multiplied, most men's love will grow cold. Interestingly, the word for grow cold is psycho. I don't know why that is. Uh, to wax cold, but he who endures to the end will be saved. So, who are the folks pictured there? Okay, one you definitely know, David, Mike David, Saul, or Solomon, uh, Samson rather, then Rembrandt's picture of King Saul, and over here is a Byzantine mosaic of Solomon. All four fell away. Two came back. But even the ones who came back and it's most clearly illustrated in the life of, of David. Even the ones who came back, their spiritual and temporal effectiveness was significantly reduced. So it's great that you come back. It's infinitely better don't fall away in the first place. So that's what I want to talk about today. So the strongest man, Samson. The man who stood head and shoulders above others, Saul. The man after God's own heart, David the wisest man who ever lived, Solomon, all fell away. Next slide, please. That verse down, those verses down there from Genesis 4, but for Cain, 
Sorry, a little, little housekeeping here. Hello? There we go. It works. So, you know the story in Genesis 4, Cain and Abel. So, uh, both bring offerings. Abel brings an offering of, of animals sacrificed. Cain brings an offering of fruits and vegetables. Frankly, not to make light of Scripture, I understand why God reacted the way he did. Just, I'm just saying. So... Um, but on a more serious note. But for Cain and his offering, he, God, had no regard. So Cain was very angry and his countenance fell. The Lord said to Cain, why are you angry? He knows. But Cain needs to admit it. And why has your countenance fallen? If you do well, will you not be accepted? But if you do not do well, behold, sin is couching at the door for you. It's desirous for you. But you must master it. Those words are to us as much as they are to Cain. Lurking around our doors, it's not an occasion for fear, it's just an occasion for knowledge. Lurking around our doors is sin. And we need to recognize that and recognize our own vulnerability to it. At least I do. Next slide, please. What could lead us to faith? I will bet when I ask that question, every guy in this room your number one or number two answer was sex. I'm not going to ask for a show of hands on that. But, but for us, look at the news. How many men fall away because of sexual impurity? But that's not the only part of the list. Just as John says, do not love the world or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, love for the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world... The lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. So, sexual impurity, lust of the flesh, love of money and possessions, lust of the eyes, and pride. Pride is, doesn't get diagnosed quite as much because it's so common in our world and, frankly, in us sometimes. I know it is in me, but it's just as much a pitfall, uh, a hidden trap. And then the last one, which sometimes doesn't get included, we forget about it, Hebrews 12, 15, see to it that no one failed to obtain the grace of life, the grace of God rather, that no root of bitterness spring up and cause trouble, and by it the many become defiled. You probably know people in your life, or have heard, at least heard of them, for whom bitterness became a consuming passion. And rule their whole lives, sometimes to the end. And unfortunately, the elderly, okay, that's me, uh, can be more subject to it because we remember past wrongs, past unfairness, rather than just letting it go. So any of those things can be that which causes us to fall away. Okay, I want you to sit at your table, look toward the guys. Look to your left, look to your right. We did this at the Naval Academy, plebe year, plebe summer. All right, come on, let's get it out. Come on, 
It's all out now? It's all, all that out? Good. Good. So, and they said, okay, in four years, one of the three of you won't be here. So it's just, you, lots of colleges do it. But, and, of course, it was true because that's just the way it happens. You just did that. You looked around. So resolve that in four years, all of you will be here. Okay. Because that's one of the key things about how we avoid falling away is one another. Okay. Next slide, please. How do I guard against it? First of all, recognize I'm vulnerable. Therefore, anyone who thinks that he stands, take heed lest he fall. And secondly, and have you forgotten the exhortation which addresses you as sons? My son, do not regard lightly the discipline of the Lord nor lose courage when you're punished by him. For the Lord disciplines him whom he loves and chastises every son whom he receives. Not, especially if you're younger parents, it's not a message you hear much in the world around you. Nonetheless, it's true. It's true for us as believers with the Father too. I need to accept God's discipline and this is part I don't do very well at all. I, I also need to welcome it. I need to welcome the fact that he, will, he loves me too much to leave me as I am. And then next, and this is what I uh, just highlighted to you. Take care, brethren, lest there be in any of you an evil, unbelieving heart leading you to fall away from the living God. So I need to be attentive to my own heart, to those calloused areas where... I'm starting to harden toward God because I'm listening to the wrong things or, or to the wrong people or I'm allowing my own pride or lust to take over. But exhort one another every day as long as it is called today that none of you may be hardened by the deceitfulness of sin. So I need to seek accountable fellowship. I'm really in danger when I'm alone. When I don't have any... I can be in danger when I'm alone just for a few moments or a few days, but I'm really in danger if I'm in an environment where I don't have anybody around me who's looking into my life. Don't be afraid to meddle. Not necessarily the habit of life, but, but if we see somebody heading for the rocks, tell them. Maybe you're wrong. 